now we actually get to see uh, Dinobot's heads. Man, I'm just saying, okay, they're in the air and it's hard to hit them, yes, but if they were on the ground, what better tactical maneuver when you're surrounded other than eye lasers and your head spinning? <laughs> Perfect defense. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, it covers all the bases. <laughs> oh no, it looks like I'm surrounded. Surprise! Surprise! My lasers just got a whole lot cooler. Too much energy. Good evening, Maximals and Predacons. This is another episode of Too Much Energon, a show where myself, NeoCal, and my co-host talk about the 1990s television show, Beast Wars. And speaking of co-host, here's Christopher Siege. Yep, I am the other host of the show, Christopher Siege. And uh, this week on Too Much Energon, we are reviewing the 23rd episode of Beast Wars, Law of the Jungle, which originally aired jungle. which originally aired on February 17th, 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get started on the episode. So yeah, the, let's jump into it. So the episode begins with some like tranquil, like flute music playing. <laughs> if you've seen small nature music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've seen any episode of this show before, you've seen this uh you you've heard this music. Yeah. Uh so we're it's, in it's kind of cool. Uh Yeah, uh I don't know like the CG uh like it, we we open in like the like a forest type thing, like a forest clearing. The CG here is kind of terrible. <laughs> this is a weird it's it's like a snaky dragonfly, and it gets eaten by a frog. Yep. And the frog, before it hops away, gets eaten by like a snake. And Create, the snake creating gets... a time paradox. <laughs> yes, as one <laughs> as one knows. I think uh, we've gone a, an episode or two where we haven't <laughs> talked about Metal, Metal Gear in yeah. some way. I was actually uh, noticing that the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think oh, we've shit, actually we've gone like two episodes. <laughs> yeah, this won't do. We we have um we have like one of those like whiteboards where it's like number of episodes that we've gone without mentioning Metal Gear. And it was like one, two. And then now we have to erase it and <laughs> zero. Uh, and uh, um, unfortunately, Solid Snake isn't so solid. Yeah, because the uh, the snake that is just the eating Patriots the frog get him. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it's an uh, eagle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some yeah. sort of hawk or something. Yeah, it looks like a bald eagle. Ah, uh, that yeah. that's clever, actually. I didn't even, I didn't even make the connection there when you said the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, the eagle with the snake and like the sun in the background. And I was like, oh, the Patriots, the Patriots. Who was? Who are the Patriots? Who are the Patriots? By the way, listeners, if I if I sound a little off, I have a sore throat right now. He's practicing for his uh, solid snake impressions. Yeah, my 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 time will come. 
I think Don't... you could cosplay Solid Snake pretty pretty well. Uh, well, I've dressed up as uh, Naked Snake before. Yeah, yeah. That great of a costume in hindsight, but you know, <laughs> I was and, trying. Um, I I yeah. sort of tried. Sort of tried is better than not doing it at all. Uh, yeah, so this scene, uh, this opening scene is like kind of giving kids the uh, uh, the rundown of how like the the laws of nature work. Circle of life. Circle of life. Yeah, yeah. It's I was like trying watch- to think. <laughs> I was trying to think of like how to like how to put that exactly. But yeah, circle yeah, the, of life. Is- the circle of life, which is when you're eating, make sure there's nothing behind you. <laughs> Oh, especially, I guess you can't do that. Hawks are pretty damn fast. Especially not a ba- uh, baboon with a uh, lion cub. <laughs> Speaking of lion cub, we have Cheetor walking on uh, the mountain. And it's like evening because like the sun's going down. Good use of time shifting in this episode. It starts in the evening and it ends at night. I just noticed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They're they're they've been good at that lately. Um, yeah, he's and, walking. Uh, he's walking yeah. side by side with Dinobot, and then uh, uh, Dinobots just like complaining about what they're doing. As as per, I I think he does that often enough that it qualifies as Dinobot bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that actually. I can't think of anything else that would that would fit that. So Dino- of- <laughs> Dinobot complains about Dinobot bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And um, man, if people wanted more Inferno, buckle up because this is a half hour of, or, well, 20 minutes of Inferno just like laughing his guts out <laughs> this whole episode. Yep, and uh, screaming like screaming bloody murder like a like the madman that he is. Yeah, he has like an absolutely like maniacal. It's not just a laugh; it's like a battle cry. Kudos to the voice actor for <laughs> being insane. And um, yeah, he's here. He's flying. Uh, he screams for the royalty, and he's holding a bomb over his head. You know what's funny is the uh, the voice actor Jim Burns. He's actually a pretty like laid back dude. <laughs> Which is why it's so weird that this character's so wacko. Uh yeah. <laughs> and uh speaking of wacko, he throws a drone at them that like launches cluster mines, bullets, b- bombs in a chaotic nature. Yeah, and, and like a he's, scatter yeah. spread type thing. Yeah, and they he single-handedly knocks Dinobot and Cheetor off the mountain. And it's funny because <laughs> Cheetor la- I love this. Cheetor lands on his feet like a, like a like a cat and yeah. in the in the background and then in the foreground Dinobot slams headfirst <laughs> like feet <laughs> over head like as up in the air like right down on the ground. Uh, Velociraptors not known for landing on their feet. I I guess not. <laughs> um, Cheetor's got a new gun. Hey, I've seen Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, they 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 fall over a few times in that. 
Uh, you know what? Uh, very quick sidebar on the subject of Jurassic Park and uh, Dinobot. Um, I, I've recently started uh, frequenting the uh, uh, the Transformer. The well, I guess not official, but like the main like Transformers wiki. It's like tfwiki.net. Okay. And I I really like the um, how the articles on that wiki are written because they're written in a very tongue-in-cheek tone. And um, when they're talking about Dinobot, it's like, it'll be like, oh, and the, the character, like for the new uh, Dinobot figure for the War for Cybertron Kingdom line, it's like, uh, this new figure is designed to look more like a realistic Velociraptor. And <laughs> realistic Velociraptor is a hyperlink. And when you hover over it, it takes you to a Wikipedia page for Jurassic Park. <laughs> that is pretty tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> a more realistic Velociraptor. Uh, well, it's funny because, like the uh, <laughs> the Velociraptors in um, Jurassic Park were nothing like actual uh, Velociraptors. Right. right. So you could argue, oh, they wanted to make them bigger and scarier. Right? Like the the actual ones were the size of a dog and they were really quick, right? Um, but I think it said something about them having to splice them with different genes. They couldn't make the whole genome. So like keep in mind the the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park aren't like clones of a dinosaur that lived. Remember they used like frog like like amphibian or reptile genomes to like fill out the DNA sequence for some yeah. of them. Yeah, I think it was frog DNA specifically. Yeah, and uh, I'm just going off of that little like slideshow that he shows at the beginning, right? <laughs> and um, so like the all of the animals there are they're not exactly dinosaurs. So whenever people are like, "Oh, did you know?" and there's been a number of people that like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park aren't actually velociraptors. And I'm like, yes, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> it's right. not that they just called them that. It's that they're, they're, they, they had to, uh, guess, not really <clears throat> guess, like adapt the, the genome, I guess. Yeah. And so when you, fill when you look at it from fill in the holes as the, as the little cartoon in Jurassic Park says. Um, and I, I kind of like that, because then you, it could be like, well, we can make the Velociraptors look like whatever we goddamn want. <laughs> we need to fit a person inside there, damn it. Because <laughs> uh, I think they had people walking in the suits in some parts, and then other parts were CG, right? Uh, well, they used a lot of animatronics in that movie. Yeah, I know the T-Rex was like, a gigantic, huge, like, project. But I think, uh, um, for s there, there was actually like people inside of some of the T Rex, uh, the Velociraptor. Well, and um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Well, and uh, with those uh, old practical effects at that time, like they would do, like it would be different depending on what the shot, like what, yeah, like they they would use different techniques depending on like what the shot that particular scene needed i think so like sometimes three it, sometimes it would be like an animatronic that's just like you know like a head and nothing yeah. else 
for like a close-up shot that they can just like of their face moving yeah yeah and then like other times it would be like someone in a suit and then other times it would be someone controlling just like the like upper body of a dinosaur but then like the rest of it there's like just like controls behind it just wires and shit yeah yeah it's 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 fun it's a it was a fun time i i think i still think it holds up i think the cg is fine in jurassic park i haven't seen the movie in years so you know what neither have i it could be shit (laughs) i'm talking (laughs) up my ass um speaking of uh graphics and talking out of our asses <laughs> uh dinobot and cheetor get pissed off and start fighting inferno um cheetor's got a different gun did you notice that yeah he's got his uh tail gun it's like a thingy it's like a uh like a longer like rifle type weapon yeah, this like a um, plasma pistol. Yeah, this uh, this was another weapon that was actually on the toy. Uh, it would it made up like it sat on basically it connected to his butt and had like his tail attached to it. Okay. Huh. And then he also had his uh, tummy gun. Okay, so this yeah. was his other other gun. Yeah. Huh. Twenty three episodes in, and we get to see it. Finally, <laughs> we get to see it for four seconds. Um, yeah, we get a close-up uh, shot of Inferno, and he screams. What does he scream? Your food for the colony, Maximals. <laughs> but the colony was destroyed. Well, the new colony, and I—I I don't know. Inferno <laughs> isn't. <laughs> he even he looks he... cool, but. <laughs> He even acknowledges that his colony was destroyed because he he comments oh, yeah. that Tigatron. So a little bit of continuity there. He actually like he call he later on he, not to jump too far ahead, but later on he does. He, uh, yeah, he says to Tigatron, he calls him like destroyer of my colony or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it cuts so wasp- to what Spinator and Pterosaur. Yeah, and Pterosaur's like that fool. He didn't wait for the signal. Yeah, so much for uh, <laughs> the element of surprise or something like that. Yeah. Waspinator's like, oh, Inferno, not wait for signal. Yeah, and, and uh, um, Pterosaur is like, you to Waspinator, you take the cat. I'll support Inferno. So he yeah. uh, flies away, and. Uh, <laughs> Tries to pick up like one of these like weird little bomb things. There's a stash of just like bombs and missiles like sitting on the mountain. Yeah, there's yeah. like this random like pile of arsenal just hanging out there. Yeah. But so Pterosaur like flies over and picks one of these things up, it still in beast, beast mode. mode. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's struggling with it. And I'm like, dude, just transform. He's like struggling right? to like flap his wings while holding on to this thing with his feet. Transform. I'm like, dude, transform and <laughs> pick it up with your arms and then just fly around with your like rocket boosters or whatever. <laughs> he's twice as big when he's in his robot form. Right? Like, dude, just transform. Make make life easier for yourself. <laughs> or uh, this is they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> then Waspinator then, yeah, is all fuck, like fucking Waspinator. It's all like Raspinator waits for a signal. 
And he does nothing. He just, like, watches. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh... We get eye lasers, we get Inferno just madly firing at Cheetor, and Dinobot, they, they can't hit him for some freaking reason. Cheetor's gun looks rad, though. It's like almost no, like a crossbow. I used to have a toy of uh, Inferno, and uh, he was a what was called a Mega Beast, which for anyone listening who is familiar with uh, current Transformer size naming convention, <laughs> it was the equivalent to what is now known as a Voyager class, which is like basically the second biggest of the uh. like main line figures. Um, but he's probably like in the show, like out of all the characters in the show, he's probably the one who looks like the most like his toy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you showed, um, like I Google or rather I just Googled, uh, the toys one time. Cause you, you mentioned that before and oh, okay. yeah, he looks like, like almost exactly like <laughs> the, the toy. Yeah. Whereas like, most of the other characters in the show, eh, not so much. It's, it's hit or miss, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, look up a picture of the Dinobot toy. <laughs> uh, you get what you pay for, I guess. Yeah. Or do you, in this case? In that case, $15. <laughs> um, so Which also... The, the the prices of Transformers toys have gone up, like, because I've started buying them again recently. They've gone up so much. And, like, so, like, like I was saying, like, a Mega Beast, which is the equivalent to a Voyager class now. Mega Beasts were $20 in, like, I, I know it's been 25 years, but they were $20 in Canada. $19.99 in 96. And now Voyager classes are $39.99. Hmm. So it went from twenty to forty. It doubled in price. Yeah, and like the the Ultra Beasts, which was the the leader class, were twenty nine ninety nine in Canada, and now sixty nine ninety nine. Oh wow! That, yeah, that's a jump. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Anyway, <laughs> my my mm. little rant about the toy is over. Okay. So one hundred dollars in nineteen ninety five. Uh, would be equivalent to $158 in 2020. So the purchasing power of 100 in 1995 would equal 158 today. Huh. That's quite the inflation, right? Yeah. I say as someone who knows nothing about economics. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the inflation calculator. Do, do, do. Whoops. You know what? I'm going to do that a different time. <laughs> I don't care enough. But yeah. Um, Inferno. He's uh, he's shooting a Dinobot. He yep. landed on the ground for some reason. In his insane... He's just laughing now. for like, It's like a minute long straight. He's laughing. He lands on the ground after like shooting Cheetor and injuring him by just... By sheer force of like, well, like he's just shooting over and over. Now, usually... Usually hiding behind rocks is like the go-to. Yeah. Right? But like Inferno can blow up rocks, apparently. It's the old maximal maneuver. <laughs> the old maximal maneuver. 
Yeah. It's my secret uh secret sex move. <laughs> <laughs> Hide behind a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Until she turns the lights out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I prowl. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hunt. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing now. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh but yeah, in Inferno is the only one who can shoot a rock enough times that it explodes. And yep. uh, we get to see, finally, what are we, 23 episodes in? Ladies and gents, we get to see what Dinobot's spinny thing actually is for. Didn't uh i i feel like on a fairly recent episode like maybe within the past month or so didn't we talk about like didn't we speculate like if dinobot could use his whirly tail to deflect incoming fire yeah, i feel like and, we did in ground yeah you know what i mean like he he's an up close fighter so it'd be cool if he could like deflect lasers or plasma shots or something missiles wouldn't wouldn't work but something like that so he could get close and I I had never seen this when I was a kid, so actually seeing this and going, oh, he can do that, it was, was kind of cool. Yeah, last episode, I was like, when he was using it to, to cut down wild bean vines, I was like, <laughs> wow, this is the most useful his whirly tail has been thus far. Yeah. <laughs> and now... Literally. Well, he, he bonked, like, um, Scorponok in the head, like, a few times with it for dramatic effect, but... Right. I don't know if it did much. It just made sparks. And uh yeah, here we here we are, ladies and gents. He's deflecting uh Inferno's like I don't even really know what kind of shots those are. They're not quite like plasma shots like everyone else. They like burn up in the air. But before Dinobot gets to um stab stab at the uh, pterosaur still in his beast form drops that's another one of those stupid like like cluster bombs and it just <laughs> blows but Dino, dinobot and inferno up yeah and he's like oops oops <laughs> <laughs> and he gets shot out of the air um by, Cheetor uh, needed a win yeah, yeah by Cheetor, and he like comically goes flying back so weird (laughs) crashes into the side of a mountain and actually like leaves an indent in it and i'm like in solid rock in solid i'm like (laughs) that's not how rock works guys (laughs) or is it i've seen anime (laughs) and beast wars i'll have you know that's exact we've this is like what the third or fourth time we've seen that happen with rock (laughs) solid rock Maybe rock is uh, different on the the rules. the The physics of rock is different on uh, planet Energon. Maybe that's a clay mountain. <laughs> oh, there you go. The... Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that that's possible. Mountain by being the, made of clay. By the way, like technically, at this point, we don't know that this is uh that that this is actually Earth. Technically, but... no. Yeah. But we know it's Earth. But I will continue to refer to it henceforth as Planet Energon. Planet Energon. Even after it even after confirmed Earth. <laughs> even after it's confirmed Earth. Just because I think that's so funny. Um, 
for for a listener for listeners uh, who maybe didn't hear me uh, explain that before, the manual to the uh, Beast War, the god awful Beast Wars PS One game, which I have talked about many times. Um, the the manual uh, refers to the planet that they're on as quote Planet Energon title case as though it's the name of the planet yeah yeah that's what it is it's planet yeah. energon yep planet energon and nothing else the maximals found it first so technically <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> uh so yeah uh so pterosaur is uh in the side of this rock and waspinator uh uh, shows just up there. Yeah, he just shows up. And and like, what are you still doing here? Attack, you idiot! <laughs> and he's like, mm, Pterosaur is not given signal. <laughs> and Pterosaur is just like, go, you imbecile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He literally calls him an imbecile. Yeah, and, and then, then Waspinator goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Waspinator decides to attack. Yeah. Waspinator will engage enemy. Yeah, he says very (laughs) matter-of-factly. Yeah, and he looks directly at the camera when he says it. And uh, the camera lingers on Pterosaur for, like, another painful eight seconds. (laughs) It's like, Pterosaur, like, tries to wrench himself free of uh, of the rock that he was embedded in. Yeah. And, and he does. And, and he does. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Cheetor getting shot by Inferno still. And uh, he decides to radio base. Or at least radio, um, what are they called? Um, an outpost nearby. Because we've seen that they they have like these like like radar scanner dish things for like long range communication. Yeah, it's the same one that um, that Tigatron was using in the Trigger Part One. Mm, is it the same one, or I always well, assumed they had multiple? Well, the, I, I mean, it's like the it's the same device, is what oh, I mean. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. So the assumption is they have these spread out everywhere enough that they can, because you and I have commented that we've noticed that they're communicating with each other over way longer distances lately. Yeah. Uh, sometimes breaking their own rules in the episode already established, <laughs> but not this time. This time, there it only reaches one person, and uh, well, Cheetor is like Code well, R. Well, I mean they've they've been on the planet now for twenty three weeks, so they've had plenty <laughs> of time <Full> opportunity. <laughs> they've they've had plenty of time to start uh, setting up shop. Yeah, and uh, he says Code R, Code R, and Optimus is in his beast mode, like in an area like a mountainous area yeah and he's just tapping buttons with his index fingers <laughs> like you'd expect like a gorilla to try to type <laughs> i just uh, caught that that's hilarious that's how i type and um that's how i type too he's <laughs> using two fingers and um I, I could actually type at almost 60 words per minute like that really yeah. I don't actually type like that. I type like I'm I have raptor claws. I use like six fingers. Um, oh no, I, I I legit type like that. And I can type at almost sixty words per minute. Wow. That way. <laughs> yeah. 
I never took typing class, okay? So, <laughs> ladies, if you're out there and you're looking for someone who can type 60 words per minute. <laughs> if, if you're looking for someone who has some, uh, some digits. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> uh, but speaking of digits, um, something opens when Optimus, like, taps away. Like, a, another monitor, like, flips open. And um, he responds back to Cheetor, and he says, uh, uh, yeah, um, acknowledge. I'll be, I'll be right yeah. there, son. <laughs> I'll be right there, son. <laughs> Maximize. Prime yeah. Jet's on. And he <laughs> super apes away. He does super ape away. Thank God. What would they do without him? Right. Um so the three stooges, the the three <laughs> pred flyers, my god, they are so dumb. Waspin Eater takes like five minutes to even find out what Inferno's shooting at. Did you notice that? He's like scanning the area frantically. Yeah. And then eventually he sees <laughs> Cheetor. And he's like, Ooh, good target. And so instead of, you know, transforming and shooting, he he goes and grabs a bomb, just like Pterosaur did. And not only does he grab a bomb, he grabs the biggest one. <laughs> and he too struggles to carry it. And it's like, dude, just transform. I I don't know. <laughs> and uh who's who else is on the mountain as uh Waspinator like struggles to hold on to the bomb? It's a Siberian tiger. Yeah, so uh the 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 bomb is so big and so heavy that as soon as Waspinator flies off the ledge, he starts falling immediately. And he encounters a... When he finally is able to stop himself, he encounters another Siberian tiger, whom he thinks is Tigatron, but it actually isn't. Because it's twice at him a few times. Because the, the real Tigatron shows up and is all like, surprise, bitch. Literally. <laughs> and and uh, jumps on his back. Yeah, and starts like pulling on his antennae, and this is hilarious. Waspinator like, cannot fly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the red sun in the background, the white caps on the mountains. It's a very tranquil but chaotic scene that is happening here. Yeah, and they're like whirling around, and then uh, Tigatron like crashes Waspinator, <laughs> like crash lands Waspinator into the ground. <laughs> And then jumps away. Yeah, he must have dropped the bomb at some point because now the cluster bomb just goes nuts and hits Waspinator? Yeah. Yeah. Insult to injury. (laughs) Well, he really hates Tiger Tiger Bot, doesn't he? (laughs) Um, So, Tigatron meets up with uh, Cheetor. And Cheetor's, like, shoulders, like, like, short-circuiting and fried and burnt-looking. Yeah, and he starts shorting out and goes back to beast mode. And Inferno continues shooting at them and laughing like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I'm like, how long has this guy been in in robot form? Right? <laughs> but um, it could be that Cheetor was shorting out because he was injured. He, because he was damaged, yeah. Yeah, damaged. So uh, and uh, we don't get any dialogue from an Inferno. He's just like scream laughing <laughs> at them, and then he switches a button on his gun, and his gun like turns into a flamethrower. Yeah, and he's a like mostly just... useless flamethrower. 
Yeah, if video games have taught me anything, it's that the thing that sucks about flamethrowers is the lack of range. You know what's weird, though? The range on real, like, like flamethrowers that saw, like, like war. It's like 60 feet. Really? Look up um, footage of people using a flamethrower. It's, well, one, it goes in a ri- fairly straight line. And two, holy shit, is it dangerous? Like, it, it because it uh, burns so hot and so, like, quick on whatever it touches. Uh, it's the smoke that can, like, smoke people out. That's why you they would shoot them into bunkers, right? Right. And if you actually got hit by it, you'd just stay on fire. But yeah, the, the range on them is, like, huge. Like, when I was a kid, from playing video games, like you said, I thought the range for, like, a flamethrower was, like, four feet. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I might as well, like, throw a rock at somebody um, and hit them farther away than a flamethrower. Nope. Uh, apparently, that's not the case at all. Like they they go really far, and and then when you like manage to ignite the enemy with the the flame, like they don't just like fall down, like burn to a crisp immediately. Like they, it always takes like a little Five bit of time. Seconds, and you're and like, then, <laughs> that's okay. And then they just run at you, and then you catch fire. And then too. you, <laughs> <laughs> and you start taking damage. And you're or just they like... run around. A, they run around a corner and they go, uh, uh, <laughs> and then the fire just puts itself out. <laughs> uh, or if you're playing postal, like they're still burning, and then you just whip your dick out and start pissing on them mm, to get that smell. <laughs> the uh, peeing on a f- open flame smell. <laughs> If any anybody listening has never smelled that, good for you. <laughs> Congrats on not being a twelve year old boy. <laughs> uh, but that uh, doesn't happen here. Cheetor does not whip his dick out <laughs> in Peon Tigatron. In fact, video game God. logic, like you said, the range is like five feet. It's more used to, to terrorize, if you will, his opponents than it is to because they look scared. The two cats, right. But nothing ca- catches on fire. And Cheetor looks horrified. <laughs> that fucking face. But uh, Tigatron just calmly maximizes. Yeah, and uh, shoots at Inferno a couple of times. And he ends up with like his back turned to Tigatron for after yeah, getting hit a few the, times. This is the part you mentioned, right? Where he's like... Um, I will destroy you, destroyer of the colony. So he he doesn't forget. He remembers yeah. that this this is his mortal enemy. Yeah, never forget. And uh, he, Tigatron says, "Give my regards to the pit, Predacon." And the pit is capitalized. So, is the pit the new word for hell? Because it used to be Inferno. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there have been characters previously who have said, give my regards to the Inferno. I think Tarantula said that in one episode, and Dinobot oh, said it in specifically, give my regards to... The Inferno, or, yeah. Oh. So, so, so they've said, like, see, like, they've used... I know multiple times they've used the word Inferno, and I've asked you about it, and you're like, eh, it just means hell. But yeah. there's a Predacon named Inferno. Yeah, so, so now... It's, yeah, so now it's it's the pit. 
It's the pits. Wow. <laughs> this is the pits. I don't know what... <laughs> Both pretty bad names. Well, the Inferno is, is scary, I guess, but not when it's this guy. The pit. Uh, well, it's a kid's show. They can't say heck. <laughs> Give my regards to uh, the, the spiky tail pit boss of heck. Give my regards to Cybertron's armpit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, he does. Give my regards to Planet Energon's armpit. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Pit Inferno. <laughs> Doesn't, uh, it doesn't it doesn't work see you in the pit no no it, it doesn't work see you in the inferno pit <laughs> there you go there you go maybe you should have been called pit the inferno pit there we go oh there you go that's better yeah, and uh he just casually shoots at inferno i've realized that inferno is less about accuracy and more about um dps damage per second <laughs> I was going to say, like, utter madness and mayhem. Also that. Because he tries to get a few shots off, but uh, like you said, he, he, he shoots, and Inferno ends up turned around, and it cuts to Tigerbot's face, and he smiles as he, like, shoots Inferno in the ass. Yeah. And yeah, for some reason... Go ahead. Yeah, because his, like, uh, his rocket copter motor thing that is comprised of his ant that like is the innards of his ant butt is uh fully exposed and uh, his, pre uh presenting his presenting itself to to tigatron as to which he seems to smile <laughs> and shoot him in the butts yeah right in the butts uh for some reason his last shot so he shoots him in the butt, and Inferno goes like whirling off in the distance. But he fires one more time, and this shot, instead of being yellow like the rest of his shots, this shot's purple. Oh. I actually caught that when I watched it earlier, too. And I'm like, what the heck? All of his other shots were like like plasma, like yellow, right? But this right. one's purple. And it misses, and it flies off, and it hits the uh, the mountain in the distance just coincidentally happens to hit the exact spot where the Predacons like makeshift armory where was. they're, yeah, they're little all their... pile was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> how did he hit it at that angle? It was on a cliff, but yeah. Also, Tigatron was on that mountain earlier. Yeah. So how is he, how is it in the distance? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> It's in the distance now, so I guess the battle moved over here. Oh, he rode Waspinator around a bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He took the battle on the road. And or the, in the skies. Uh, everywhere, except the seas. We haven't seen any sea battles yet. And uh, the, the whole Not mountain yet. starts exploding, and uh, the camera zooms in, and the other Siberian, the, the real Siberian tiger, his, his friend, uh, is on the mountain, looking yeah. scared. And I thought it wasn't going to do this, but like straight up, like it kills her. Yeah, she gets caught in a uh, uh, a rock slide. And yeah, and Tigatron yells, "Snowstalker!" 
and runs toward the uh, the avalanche and just tosses his gun aside and he leaps up and starts pulling rocks off and he's just like, oh no, no, no. Um, and it doesn't show the, the, the viewer, but it she's you know, dead. Yeah, because he, he picks up one rock and he's just like, no, no, no. And he gasps and then starts trembling and like put like crosses his, his arms dies and yeah this like, is hard man this hit yeah. me <laughs> no yeah no i i legitimately like teared up a little bit when i was watching this and like honestly like kudos to the voice actor and kudos to the animators because like they they actually handle this quite well mm-hmm. so you can because you can tell like exactly like what has happened just by tigatron's reaction and like and how much it affects him and how much it affects I, f- I feel for the guy here yeah i was like wow like the show went there holy yeah. shit <laughs> yeah it's uh, definitely I, I i despite my macho exterior uh i actually get like teared up like really easily <laughs> for movies and and tv shows oh me too like really easily, like yeah, more than most people I know. And yeah, this was this was a little. My eyes were a little glossy, got glossy here. Especially after the um, the the commercial break, it zooms in following a single snowflake. So it's like starting to snow, or they're at the altitude where it's not snowy where they are, but a little bit higher up. It it is. And um, he's making kind of like a uh, a burial site out of like the stones. Yeah, so he's buried her and like has erected some stones up as like a as like a headstone. Yeah. And uh, he transforms, and him and Cheetor start walking, and he's... yeah, he had he had said um, goodbye, Snowstalker. Let your hunting grounds shelter you now. Mm, right. Yeah. And I was like, man. <laughs> and uh, Tigatron's basically just like, uh, I can't do this anymore. And Cheetor's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's it's hard burying a friend. And uh, uh, it's never easy burying a friend. And Tigatron's like, but it is easy to do this. And we get a, like, panning shot of uh, the the battlefield. And like the all of the like like all of the flora and fauna around has been completely obliterated. Like there's craters everywhere, there's smoke, <laughs> like trees are burning, yeah. Yeah, like they, they fuck shit up. And Yeah, Tigatron uh, has his existential crisis here. Yeah. And uh Cheetor is like, well we, we had we had no choice. Uh, it was the Preds. And, um, I mean, he's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were dro- literally dropping bombs <laughs> that exploded into smaller bombs. Yeah, like, I, I get Tigatron's little uh, existential crisis right here, but, like, they didn't really have a choice, and they didn't pick that fight. That's true, yeah. And I think that's what the lesson here is, right? Like, you can choose not to fight, but you can also choose uh you can not fight at all or you can choose when to fight. 
Yeah. And the whole it's like it's like the there's some like Batman vibes in this episode, right? Like all um all evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing kinda kinda vibes. Which we get into like a little bit later. Yeah. Because uh Tigertron right now is he he's like, Oh, Maximal Predacon, what's the difference? In my lust for battle uh I caused the death of an innocent. So he he's blaming himself for that. Yeah. But I mean Well one, I don't know why his last shot was purple, but <laughs> um but like he didn't like he didn't know they were just stashing bombs up there. Yeah. And then Dinobot and then Dinobot walks in and is all like, There are no innocents in war. And I'm like, dude, not the right time. And uh, I mean Yeah. I mean, and like I get Dinobot's point, but in her case, she kinda was. Like she was just a tiger chilling out. <laughs> like just yeah. hanging about. Like she had no part. In yeah, any of he that. he probably should have shut up. <laughs> yeah. And Tigatron walks away. He's like, I'm going to have no part in this. Yeah, he's like, uh, from this moment forward, I am no longer part of the Beast Wars. And Dinobot says Dinobot bullshit. Like, oh, you would desert the, yeah, the and face I'm, of an enemy? And I'm like, you're one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, he, you turned on your team. Well, I guess for him, it was him choosing the the winning side, and ch- he's still choosing to fight, whereas Tigatron is choosing not to. So no, I guess he that's was, different in his mind. He was choosing the side that would have him after he betrayed his boss. Although, sure. look at how <laughs> look at how much uh, Terrasaur betrays Megatron, and he's still he still got a job. Yeah, but Terrasaur also has no um, shame. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> or pride. <laughs> yeah. Whereas D- I'm sure Dinobot could have at one point groveled and come back, but uh, that's a little, little beneath him. Yeah, and like we've talked about uh, uh, quite a few times now, um, it's clear that Dinobot has something personally against Megatron. The show, unfortunately, never goes into it. But, like, it seems like there's history there. Very quickly, he he thinks that Megatron makes a lot of, like, inept uh, decisions. Yeah. That's why he challenges him in Beast Wars Part 1, the first episode. And even in later episodes, like, when anytime they, like, end up fighting like it seems like dinobot legitimately hates the guy yeah so yeah i'm curious there hmm. yeah fanfic there must time. Be, it's, it's <laughs> fanfic time something to do with the the disc and something to do with megatron giving them orders that put them in this situation maybe uh, I wrote a uh, back when I was in university in the mid to late 2000s uh, studying screenwriting amongst other things. I wrote a outline for a Beast Wars movie back in like 2000, I think 2007 or so. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I wrote an outline for a Beast Wars movie and um, 
basically like how Dinobot got mixed. Like he he didn't work for Megatron. In my in my story, uh, Megatron and his cronies uh, stole a um, uh, like prison transport ship, and Dinobot was a prisoner that was on there, and he basically agreed to work with Megatron in exchange for his freedom. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then, like he quickly. Uh, very quickly started disagreeing with Megatron and then turned on him. Hmm. I actually don't mind that. Yeah, because we know that Megatron doesn't represent all Predacons. Yeah. Yeah, in my story, is a um, uh, he was a politician on Cybertron. Thinking back on it now, like he was very, like he was almost like Donald Trump-ish. <laughs> <laughs> he was this really like flamboyant, like like uh kind of bullshit politician on Cybertron. And uh yeah. The Maximals don't want to install a pipeline. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, Optimus was a uh uh he was a former uh military leader who was kicked out of the the uh maximal uh kicked out of the maximal uh, military because he uh, made a bad decision that ended up like causing the uh, inadvertently causing uh, the destruction of a like settlement on a moon. Oh, geez. So he was kicked out of the military and he was basically working uh, as a civilian uh, uh, running like a science and like transport vessel. Which is why Rat Trap, and which is why Rat Trap is always like second guessing him all the time, because like Optimus has this in this story has this reputation of being this guy who like fucked up so bad that he like got all these people killed. Huh. Well, that's deep. Yeah, I'd watch hey. that movie. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and write it. <laughs> Anyway, that sounds deep. Hey, you never know. Uh, Beast Wars is coming back, baby. Yep. And 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 we are to thank for it. <laughs> yeah, it's all us. Hundred percent. We started this before the new Beast Wars line came out. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Technically true. Technic technically true. <laughs> It was it was a weird uh uh the the timing was weirdly uh coincidental and on point. Right? I like I, I don't think they had announced we we had heard of the announcements for the new run. For for anyone listening, um there's like a, an actual like modern like twenty twenty run of, of Beast Wars figurines. Yeah, it's part of the War for Cybertron trilogy. It is the third installment called Kingdom. Some of the figures are actually out now. Yeah, the, yeah, and um, uh, when we heard the announcements for that, we had already started this, which is yeah, weird because there hadn't been Beast Wars stuff in a long time. Yeah, we we had already been doing this show for like a few months by that point, and it's like, oh, <laughs> sweet, sweet. <laughs> And then like, then like new beast, there's a new beast wars comic book coming out next month. And 
Oh, uh, right. That's already and, next month. Yeah. Uh, and by next month, I mean February 2021. So our timing couldn't be better. Our timing couldn't be more maximal. Come on, dozens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's about right. That's about accurate. <laughs> uh, because it's definitely... It, it's weird, because... Like, the people buying the toys are probably the people nostalgic for them. But, like, do you feel like there's going to be a lot of kids that are just randomly going to go, Oh, cool! Like a, 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 like a, a transformer that's an animal. Like, who do you think? Do you know what I mean? No, like, especially not at the uh, the prices of them. <laughs> that's what I mean. So I feel like it's exclusively for adults. This run, maybe I'm wrong. Like you said, especially the the price, right? Well, in the the War for Cybertron uh, Netflix cartoon is rated TV fourteen. So. Hmm. Yeah, I, it must be for for millennials. It must be for people our age. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the uh, like the the war for Cybertron Kingdom line specifically is uh, to commemorate the 25th anniversary of Beast Wars and the 35th anniversary of Transformers the movie. So these toys are definitely uh, aimed at people our age. Also, yeah, like Gen X that grew up watching um, Transformers, like G1, right? Right. Definitely, yeah. Probably not for kids. I, I don't know a single twelve-year-old that could save seventy dollars to save their life. <laughs> uh, Speaking I of saving I, lives, though, <laughs> I certainly couldn't have. Yeah, saving lives. Uh, uh, Tigatron fucks off, and uh, he do, he do, and uh, does he Dino- drop Dino- a tear? He does. Yeah. Did I miss that the first time? And Dinobot. He does. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) So uh, Cheetor is like, man, what are we going to do now? Now the Tigatron's gone. And Dinobot is basically like, hmm, Predacons know how to handle uh, a soldier who won't fight. And uh, he's like, Cheetor, you'd better go back to base and heal up. Yeah, there's like Inferno, like Inferno it, vision. <laughs> yeah, it, Inferno is like thermal vision, like watching them. Like spying on them instead of shooting? Right? Yeah, like, how long has he been in, in robot form? <laughs> right? Also, that, and, that, that's not his typical move. I mean... Thank you. That's we, what I was going to bring up here. We we established like at the the beginning of this episode, like even uh, Pterosaur made a point of saying that Pterosaur and Waspinator made a point of like mentioning that Inferno like he lacks any like tactics. There, yeah, there's no subtlety with him. <laughs> no, he didn't wait for the signal at all. And here he is spying. He's only like twenty feet away. I'm surprised they don't hear him laughing. Um, <laughs> he's laughing to himself. And in a very Unferno-like move, apparently he suddenly becomes a tactician. He radios Inferno. <laughs> Did uh, you say radios... Unferno? Yes, I accidentally. <laughs> I on purpose said Unferno. <laughs> I was going to say, no, accidental or not, that is uh, 
that 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 is that is a thing now. Uh, uh, whenever, Inferno. <laughs> whenever Inferno behaves out of character, Inferno. He's Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> so in a very Inferno move, he radios Pterosaur and Waspinator. Yeah. And says, "Oh, uh, uh, Inferno to blah blah blah. Regroup on my coordinates." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Who are you?" <laughs> what? What? I. I. That hurts my brain. Like he seemed like such a crazy ran. Also, he was blown out of the sky. So what? He's fine now. Yeah, his uh, his copter butt seems to be back to normal. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, they go. Speaking of copter butt, uh, <laughs> Optimus like super apes into frame and. Him and Cheetor exchange some words, and Dinobot walks off to go uh, track down Tigatron. And then uh, we cut back to Inferno, and Pterosaur and Waspinator show these up. These fucking... These three. I, they're so... They're... Also, it seems like they're taking orders from... Like, they're taking Inferno's lead, and I'm like, why? But then also not. They end up... Like, cause, cause Pterosaur gets defensive and kind of tries to take control again. I, uh, maybe it's because Inferno is, if you took Scorponok, made him fly, but made him really stupid. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? He's loyal and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And extremely aggressive. He, he can blow up rocks for God's sakes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the three stooges meet up. And again, Inferno chilling in his robot form, while the other two are <laughs> in their beast mode. Apparently, he can just he literally spends the entire episode in his uh, robot f- mode. By the way, yeah, never shorts out. No, maybe off screen, uh, he's transforming into an ant here and there. Doubtful. Maybe they just they they were like, uh, this is awkward if we put a giant ant up here. Also, he's the only one who can, um, other than Optimus, uh, who in his beast mode can't fly. The oh, other yeah, two yeah. can fly in both forms, so that's probably why they kept him in this mode. I I don't know. And they're arguing about some royalty, blah blah blah. Capture the Maximals. And yeah, who, yeah, who inf- is it? Is it Pterosaur or? Yeah, Inferno Somebody... is, Inferno basically comes up with the idea that they should capture Tigatron and deliver him to Megatron as a pre- as a present. Right? Ian Pterosaur accidentally says, "Ah, oh, yes, the royalty. Uh, I mean Megatron <laughs> <laughs> has been a bit testy lately." <laughs> um and ju- what a man this scene is weird. I mean, he did get farted on last episode, so... Okay, he's a little loopy, yeah. Yeah, you're right, they are kind of, like, following Inferno's lead. The smart one, I I guess? <laughs> Maybe? So, it's funny because they're very clearly the... the, the Maybe not Pterosaur. Uh, being the smartest of those three doesn't say much, but... <laughs> yeah, I feel like Pterosaur has been getting dumber as the season goes. Like, yeah. like he if they used to be smart and like ambitious, and now he's just dumb. Yeah, like early on in the show, he was basically just Starscream. Like he was cunning yeah. and treacherous, and always like coming up with a scheme. But for the past like handful of episodes, he 
kind of just been dumb comic comic relief. Whenever I think of um, Terrasaur now, I think of him the time they were hiding in that canyon, pretending they all were dead, and he was just hopping up and down, going. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> right. I think somebody uh, smacks him or something like that. I I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think it was Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just like like Scorpion punches him. So yeah, step out of it. Yeah. And for some, someone mentions in the scene, I can't remember who. It's just like, ooh, Megatron will reward us, and I'm like, with what? Yeah, that I, 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 yeah, it was Waspinator who said it. Uh, I knew this was going to be a topic of conversation because, like, when I was watching the episode earlier, I'm like, there's that fucking Megatron will reward us thing again. It's like, what is he going to reward you with? Time on the Xbox. (laughs) Ha, you delivered me. The Maximal Tigatron. Yes, you get to spend time with the PlayStation. <laughs> Pterosaur, you delivered me nothing. For you, it is the Sega Saturn. Ah, <laughs> oh, but you only have Sonic Adventures. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> no, we don't. I replaced that with Sonic 3D Blast. Yes. <laughs> 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 was there like a game on the Sega Saturn called Seaman where you had to like raise like an advanced Tamagotchi and it had like a human face and like uh, the body of a fish? That was on uh, Dreamcast actually. Oh, and the Dreamcast, game, the game was narrated by Leonard Nimoy. What the fuck? <laughs> I had yeah, played I it, but I, I guess I never I never noticed that. Uh, I'd never played it because you had to like it came with a controller that kind of looked like a fishing rod, like a fishing reel thing. And it you needed like voice commands, right? Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah, yeah. It came with a special controller, uh, and you couldn't really play the game without it. And I would find the game, like just the game, Seaman on its own, all over the place, but I could never find the controller. Oh, weird. Uh, for anyone listening, if you want to see the weirdest game, probably, like... Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably see the weirdest game ever made. Look up the game C-Man. I wouldn't say... Uh, I th- I think the weirdest, personally, uh, it's definitely up there. For me, I think the weirdest game there. ever made is probably LSD on PS1. Never even heard of that. So, listeners, go look up Let's Plays of Seaman on the Dreamcast <laughs> and LSD on PS1. <laughs> Both of those are a trip in very different ways. <laughs> yeah, one of them might creep you out. But no more than, like, Waspinator acting like a puppy, like, flipping upside down is any weird. He, like, literally, like spins in the air and he's like oh waspinator love signal kind of like how bugs are attracted to lights is, yeah. is that what that's implying yeah sure right. <laughs> and then inferno laughs <laughs> this is this shot and of he, optimus carrying and he, and he takes off into flight uh he's confirming yeah. that his uh his uh, copter butt is fully repaired he was shot 
to heck to to pit and back how how's he fine he hasn't even transformed what? for internal repairs yeah one of the blades was straight up blown off of it yeah i again he he's in his robot mode the, the entire episode so. continuity error yeah um, this shot of Optimus flying over the uh, the Badlands with uh, Cheetor, and he's got che- he's grabbing Cheetor by the scruff of his neck. Cheetor's in his beast mode. I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't, there's a lot of motion blur. If it wasn't so blurry, it would be a good good uh, thumbnail. <laughs> yeah you see that yeah and uh he drops him off and he's like hey head back home um when you're in rage contact rhinox and uh let us know we need backup and cheetor says kitty things like oh what's gonna happen big bot and there's dramatic music and it like zooms in on optimus and he's like i don't know <laughs> So it's very ominous. Yeah. And uh, so we cut to the jungle and Dinobot. Nighttime. Dinobots wandering around. You were talking about the progression of time in this episode, like Mm -hmm. through through the time of day. They did a good job. Yeah. Dinobots looking around and Tigatron is able to sneak up on him and get the drop on him. Tiger ti- Tigerbot's eyes glow a little bit. Mm. But yeah, they're both like snooping around because uh, Dinobot went to go look for him, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he gets the drop on and it looks like he's going to pounce and tackle him, but he doesn't. He just like waits Why for Dinobot to see him. <laughs> and Dinobot <laughs> is like to talk. <laughs> You have the instincts of a warrior. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Tigatron's like, uh, I have nothing more to say. And Dinobot is like, well, look. And he points out some animals who get uh, pounced on and eaten by an actual tiger. And... An orange ti- uh, Tigatron. <laughs> yeah, an orange Tigatron. It's literally the same model. It's just like supposed to be a tiger like an actual tiger yeah rather than a arctic tiger and so dinobot is basically just like that's the law of the jungle kill or be killed and uh uh it it's not really a fair uh a, a fair analogy in my opinion and uh tigatron agrees with that yeah you you think so too yeah, because Tigatron says, "Well, animals hunt to survive." Yeah, that's this. That's <laughs> that's different. Yeah, and I think it is different. But Dinobot makes the raises the point that, yeah, oh, that's what war is all about. Yeah, he's like, "What do you think war is about?" And I'm like, "Uh, it's not yeah, about." Yeah, well, and specifically, like he, uh, Dinobot even mentions he's like, "Oh, uh." He says something along the lines of like Predacons, you do not know the Predacons. Predacons live for conquest. So like really, he's already like contradicting himself. Cuz first oh, he yeah. says first he says that like war is like 
survival about, is about survival. But then he's like, oh, we Predacons like go out looking, f- looking for a fight. And yeah, it's like, conquest. yeah, yeah. It's but, like, yeah, that's directly def- contradictory. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's worth deflating your own. You're deflating your own argument. Uh, but then we but get, we get uh, a little flashback. Yeah. We get a, a shot of, uh, of Cybertron. Is it Cybertron? Yeah. It's oh, Cybertron. there's like a satellite orbiting around Cybertron. Yeah. And we see the, uh, the dark side, like fucking shit up and, Dropping bombs. Oh shit! Yeah, and uh, this is presumably like Megatron. Yeah, in the dark side. Well, and in, indeed, there is a like oh. uh, dissolve <laughs> of Megatron face, just like <laughs> laughing. <laughs> so, as soon as I asked that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the fade, like the fifty percent, um, oh, transparent, happy. yeah, the fifty percent, uh, transparent, like Megatron, like popped in, just like solid ten seconds of like evil laughter. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, there, there, oh, it there it is. Oh, and then it shows maybe maybe that wasn't Cybertron because it shows like Cybertron completely explode, like explode in half. No, I don't. Well, I don't think it's a flashback or anything like that. I think it's just like visualizing like what Meg, oh, like it's his, just a visual pre- representation of like what Megatron and Predacons want to do. Yeah, what he's possibly capable of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. yeah, Dinobots going on about the Great War and Autobots and Decepticons. Yeah, and uh, uh, Tigatron says one of my favorite Tron line quotes, and he it's a says... a good Gandhi quote, too. Yeah, yeah go what ahead. Does, what does he say? Uh, uh, Peace cannot come until someone agrees not to fight. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good quote. It is. It's one of my favorite quotes in uh, this show. It's one of the most memorable. Come until someone agrees not to fight. Yeah, it's one of the most memorable lines in this show, in my opinion. I like it. And Dinobots, like, yeah, the Predacons will not allow it. Now, fuck you! And he transforms (laughs) and like starts eye lasering at Tigatron. He's like trying to goad him into battle and. Yeah, he's really trying to like get him to fight, yeah. but he just kind of like hugs the ground and growls and stands his ground, but doesn't doesn't fight back. And uh, what does Dinobot say? He's like, uh, "If I was a Predacon, I would not have missed because his, he purposely misses. He oh yeah, he shoots yeah. his eye lasers next to him. Yeah, and he puts his weapons away and he's like, "Now return to your duty." And Tigatron's like, no. <laughs> no. And, no, and Dinobot's like, well, all right then, and pulls his weapons back out. <laughs> what? The, such, there's some weird choices in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. And then he immediately just pulls his weapons back out. Like, I thought a, a scene was transitioning where he was, like, giving up. And nope. He's like, oh, okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, little eye laser you for real this time. He pulls <laughs> out his sword and whirlycopter, and luckily Optimus comes to the scene <laughs> as he's getting ready to stab Tiger Tigatron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Optimus is like, stand, stand down, and Dinobot's Dino- like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's being kind of a bitch this episode. Don't you at least want to say something to this fool? Um, And Optimus is like, uh, yes, I'm sorry about your friend. I know how much she meant to you. And Dinobot's basically like, ah, well, I've heard enough of this emotional sissy shit. I'm out of (laughs) here. Transforms and leaves. (laughs) Ah, sentiment, pathetic maximals. Oh yeah, he says. He what he actually says is the more time I spend with you, the uh, the more I wonder how you survive so long. <laughs> uh, so he walks well, away, and I, uh, I kind of think that too. Right, right I uh, because like the most of them are unwilling to finish off. Again, I get it. You can't really finish each other off. It's a kid's show. The characters have to persist and go episode to episode. But I feel like when... Until they don't. Until they don't. I feel like when the Maximals... um, when, When the Predacons get away, it's because the Maximals lit them. And when the Maximals get away, it's because they outmaneuvered or... Um, got back up or something like that. Like the 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 Predacons absolutely want to destroy the Maximals. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, feel that's, like that's what sets them apart, though, right? Yeah, but there's so many times when I'm like, can you can you just finish finish some of them off? No, is that is that evil? I I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'd be a Predacon then. I just feel like if it's, they just you know, kill a few of them. They're... It's along the same lines of the whole argument of like, oh, why doesn't Batman just kill the Joker? Yeah, because he keeps getting away, killing more people, going back to Arkham, getting away. Yeah. It's like a code, right? It's not Batman's responsibility to um, ensure... Also, like, come on, make Arkham better. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like every single like enemy has escaped Arkham at least once. <laughs> Batman, you've got billions of dollars. Make an anonymous donation. Yeah, but there don't you go. Use your Bruce Wayne checks. Because <laughs> if Bruce Wayne made a donation to Arkham Asylum, it'd be suspicious. But if Batman did it with bat checks, <laughs> with <laughs> with his bat credit card. Oh god, I just got flashbacks to um, <laughs> Batman, Batman and Robin. And Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't leave the cave without it. Jesus. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, for, but, yeah. For, the, for the listeners, back in the 90s, the, uh, the, the, cat, the slogan for the American Express credit card was Don't Leave Home Without It. And in the movie Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin have bat credit cards. Y- yeah. Yeah. And they're like they're like uh don't leave the cave without it. It is a horrendously obvious and extremely comical in hindsight. Um like like product placement, like ad. Oh yeah, totally. 
I, I'm pretty sure there were American Express commercials that had George Clooney as Batman. Well, there were Batman the commercials for American Express. I, I, they have to, unless I'm just like doing that thing where I'm imagining it, like I'm associating the two. But I swear I remember Batman yeah. um, credit card commercials. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of Batman credit credit card commercials, <laughs> uh, uh. The uh, the three Stooges like notice that Dinobot's walking through the forest by himself, and uh, they they decide that they're going to take him instead of Tigatron because like he'll be an even better prize for Megatron, and Megatron will reward them even more. Whatever that means, <laughs> and they all like laugh it, and like so d- zip man, out like- of frame. The, the, all of them laughing is like surreal for me. Like I can't tell if I hate this episode or it's my favorite. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just so like this. They don't have a single intelligent like flyer, and they're all just like laughing and they're like feeding each other like big dumb energy. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty middle of the road so on this dumb. episode. Not to, not to spoil what I'm going to end up rating this, but it's going to be, uh... Oh! Inferno's an ant here. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, the, yeah, they all transform and start shooting at Dinobot, and, uh, Optimus hears that. Waspinator's fucking laugh. <laughs> Did you hear it? It's uh, 16. 16 minutes in. He's trying to copy Inferno's evil laugh. That's what I that's what I'm <laughs> interpreting that as. Jesus. Uh yeah, so uh Optimus hears Dinobot. I can't even recreate that if I wanted to. Dinobot getting shot at and uh he's still hanging out with Tigatron. He's like, oh shit, he might need some help. So he transforms. And I don't think I've ever actually mentioned this before, but there is a, and anyone who has watched this show will know this. Um, there is a audio cue, like a musical cue that plays whenever Optimus transforms into robot form. I think it's cool. The audio cue. Let me, let me there, go in. There, there's a little, there's a little musical cue that plays every time uh, Optimus maximizes. Um, but yeah, I like it. it. It's been it's been in the show since uh, since day one. I just okay, don't think I'm I've gonna, ever actually I'm mentioned it. To it. Let's see here. Yeah, Optimus is like, hey, Dinobot, Dinobot needs help, and Tigatron doesn't doesn't decide to. Is it the kind of sound that's like? Boom? Uh, yeah. Uh, I. For the listeners, I'll, I'll 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 probably cut it into this episode, uh, hmm. this episode of the podcast. It's weird. I, I guess I never noticed. Um. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Uh. So yeah, he uh, Tigatron uh, 
doesn't transform and Optimus is like, well, you made your decision. So he flies away and um, we're back at Dinobot and the flyers. They're like shooting at him and he's just like kind of like subtly like, sidestepping and moving out of the way. Like they're not even like his close head, to hitting like, him. And then he's like eye lasering them. He's like eye lasering them and he like at one point eye lasers as his head does like a complete 360. Twirl. Yeah, so there's there's a couple weird head things, Dinobot here. He he dodges one of Waspinator's uh shots by pulling his head into his torso like a like a turtle. Yeah. And like you said, he, he keeps trying to eye laser them and eventually he just snarls, turns on his eye laser full blast, and just like three sixties his head around. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I feel like that's a very Predacon thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the Predacons' heads come off, and their their heads spin, and and stuff, and and he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, to the point that even though like the Flyers haven't been able to hit him at all, Waspinator is able to just like suddenly is able to just like straight up hit him with one of his like stinger bullets, like right in the chest. Well, eventually, one of the, they have a massively like outnumbered, and they have the aerial advantage. I'm amazed that he was able to deflect and dodge that many shots. What a way to go, too. Like, three of these idiots just laughing their heads off. (laughs) Shooting at you while they're (laughs) laughing. (laughs) Megatron will reward Waspinator. Will he? (laughs) Maybe he will give Waspinator lab. (laughs) (laughs) Can you even imagine the kind of shit that... Well, apparently Inferno has a lab. He made those bombs. Because you yeah. notice the shells were shaped like his, his like, like the same color and the same shape of his tail. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So I guess Inferno has his own lab where he makes bombs. I want to see what Waspinator can make. <laughs> uh, he'll get, maybe he'll get his time to shine. Hopefully so, uh, not. So Optimus <laughs> is like, flying through the air and he gets shot in the back by pterosaur and waspinator yet again all three of them laughing away yeah so but he uh doesn't go down he turns around and like pulls up his shoulder cannons and both of his like forearm shotguns and just blasts everything he's got and somehow hits like both Waspinator and Terrorsaur, who are, were apparently right beside one of them. They were singing? Terrorsaur <laughs> was like, Optimus is ours. Optimus All right, is yeah. ours. In like unison. <laughs> and Waspinator was like, no, Waspinator will finish him. So just, I... Just imagine yeah. them like arm in arm in midair, just like doing the can-can. The three of them are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does shoot them both with one shot. Yeah. But Inferno uses this as a chance to sneak behind him somehow. And he gets them. It's very easy them. to get the drop on Optimus. I like we as Optimus this show has out- taught me. Yeah, Optimus can outgun anyone, but it is very unless you get the drop on him. And if you do, he's very easy to take down. Yeah. And Hell, it seems like Terrasaur it's easy has done it. It seems like it's easy to get the drop on him, too. <laughs> you know who you can't get the drop on? 
Rhinox. <laughs> no. Many have tried. Even when he's blind. Even when he's blind, folks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Especially if you're Waspinator. Uh so so Optimus hits the ground and uh goes back to beast mode and Dinobots lying on the ground in robot form and shorting out. Optimus Extends helps him up. a hand, yeah. Yeah. Extends a hand and helps him up and then Dinobot transforms and yeah, they're both shorting out. And when Optimus was in the air, he had a little uh, verbal war- AI warning saying that um, he had to transform to beast mode soon. And oh, I'm yeah. like, what about it... Inferno? What the fuck? Yeah, because I think it said his power levels were at 35%. Yeah. I'm like, well, what of... about the other the three stooges? Speaking of Inferno, Inferno lands and does this weird like dance. <laughs> <laughs> While cackling. Yeah. Um, what is he? He's just pointing the gun back and forth at both of them, and I'm like, "What? What? What? What are you waiting for? Are you actually <laughs> trying to capture them?" And instead of shooting, he raises his arms. Fuck! I I can't handle his insanity. I I don't know <laughs> if I can. He's too wacky. <laughs> he screams, and his head like rolls around. Yes, I get it. He's wacky. His head rolls around as if it's connected by a, like a GI Joe elastic in his torso, <laughs> and he screams attack. To who? I. Like, why didn't he just shoot him? Yeah. And uh, Tigertron smacks him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tigertron like in beast form like leaps onto him and knocks him over and then leaps off and. Trans- I can't maximizes. handle Inferno. Yeah, he maximizes, <laughs> right? And as if he finds it funny, maybe the Inferno is just the Joker. I I don't know because the voice actor is doing a good job. He pounds the ground as if he finds something hilarious as he's laughing. Yeah, and his like head is like bouncing. That's how funny he finds it. And so he takes to the skies again. Oh, uh, one thing I want to point out. That fucking finger wave. <laughs> Just before that, uh, I'm gonna. I, I think I think I might actually make this the show art for this episode. Um, I'm going to share it in our uh, in gorilla position. Oh, okay. Let me. Is it? It's not the finger wave. What am I? Oh, their point is. This is like a, a world WWE move going on here. <laughs> what are they doing? They're, is, they're... Inferno, is Inferno in the air yet? At this shot? Uh, no, this is when he's like... This is on when he's ground. like laughing and like pounding the ground. And they point at him. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna make that the, the art for this episode. <laughs> Why are they? This episode... <laughs> yeah, like Tigatron whips around and in his in his robot form, but the other two are in beast mode, Optimus and Dinobot, and they point. Yeah. Why? And then, uh, and then Inferno like jumps up into the air and uh uh Tigatron like. Back off, Predacon. 
you'll kill no more beasts today. Right. And he like kind of waves his finger. <laughs> and then it behind him, both Optimus and Dinobot like start wagging their fingers back and forth and doing the sassy like head bob. I can't handle this episode. <laughs> that uh yeah, I, I sent you I like a, that. a, a I, I really video like clip. that. I sent you a video clip of it the other day because I'm I, just like, I what is happening out. here? <laughs> Some things you'd miss unless you can watch it like second by second. Like I don't remember ever noticing that when I saw this episode when I was younger. Anybody listening and watching, we watch it on Tubi and we're around the 19 minute and 15 second mark. And that's when the, the finger wags <laughs> And it's not just the finger wag either. It's the head they're, bob. It's the, it's the it's the sassy head bob on top of it. Fuck. And they're both doing it. And I'm like, why? I, this is not in character for either of you. Or is it? <laughs> you know how when uh, one person's giving a talk in like wrestling and he's got his like buddies behind them, right? But only he has the mic. They don't. So they just have to gesture. Right. Show support and stuff. That's that's how I interpreted this. <laughs> uh, every now and then, they're, they're in this, him up. Every now and then in this show, there's like something that goes on, uh, like some sort of like uh, character direction or like animation choice, and I'm just like, why? Exactly why? Like I, I'd really <laughs> like to I? know like what what the thought process was that I'm went glad into this. That they did. Oh, it's hilarious! Just standing there, it's it's, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Only on this show, <laughs> a gorilla and a. It, imagine <laughs> showing somebody that had no idea what Beast Wars was this screenshot and asking them to guess what's happening. Uh, a robot, a green robot with a tiger face on his chest. <laughs> With a gorilla and a velociraptor standing behind, behind him. him, wagging their fingers <laughs> and bobbing and, their heads. And the tiger robot has a gun. To finish, to wrap it up, though. It's, Inferno, it's like, uh, what was it? What was that? Yeah, uh, that episode where um, uh, Victory. Uh, where the the maximals oh. were gonna leave, uh, that with all the like shots of uh, Dinobot, like I loved that <laughs> Dinobot in his beast form, just like looking up at the moon and quoting Shakespeare. <laughs> like, imagine if like you no- have no idea what this show is about, and you just show <laughs> someone that scene, <laughs> just a Velociraptor <laughs> looking up at the moonlight. Quoting Shakespeare. I maintain if we had a no context Beast Wars <laughs> Instagram, uh, it would probably be <laughs> it would probably be uh, popular, more popular than our our spot than our podcast. <laughs> Just like random like like HD screenshots. Maybe I'll start. I did make a too much Energon uh, Twitter account. Uh, I'll start uploading like no context image like no no words associated just screen screenshot shots of screenshots <laughs> uh, i mean yeah <laughs> screenshatners of uh of scenes yeah hashtag no contact 
no no contact <laughs> no contact beast wars yeah no no context beast wars this is a this is a non-contact war yeah well it certainly is for inferno because he shoots his flamethrower again and much like video game flamethrowers it has a range of like five feet <laughs> <laughs> doesn't light it doesn't Man, I, I can't handle this episode. It doesn't light Tigatron on fire. It lights the tree behind him on fire. <laughs> As dramatic music plays. But it's uh, behind him. Why, did, <laughs> why couldn't Inferno hit whatever? Well, it's, it's not, bu- it's not behind terror. him, it's beside him. Okay, okay. Quite a few feet bes- beside him, actually. So, like, what the fuck was up with Inferno's aim there? I, I love this line. Uh, Tigatron like gasps, looks at the fire, and looks back at Inferno, and he says, "You will leave the wild alone." <laughs> and with each word in that, like, "You will leave the wild alone," he's like shooting like chunks off of Inferno. His last shot is a dick shot. Holy shit! <laughs> I- <laughs> Shoots the gun out of his hand, shoots his head, and then the last shot is right in the dick. Nice. <laughs> and he shoots off into the moon. Yep, and uh, Tigatron looks over at the burning bush to his left and then uses his tummy gun, which apparently has, like, a fire extinguisher mode. Yeah, he's ice. He's, like, the opposite of Inferno. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and he extinguishes the tree. Yep. And Optimus like pats him on the shoulder and is like, well done, Maximal. Oh shit, I just realized the tiger face on his chest is sad. Huh. What, really? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go back and see this. 1958-ish? Like, really sad. <laughs> huh. Maybe it always looks like that, and I never noticed, but I swear it's, it hasn't looked that sad. Um, Dinobot is, like, basically like, I owe you one, pal. And yeah. uh, Tigatron's like, uh, well, I must still grieve for my friend, but as long as there are Predacons on this planet, we Maximals have a duty to stop them. Some such shit. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's like he's he's come around because he's like, well, I can choose to be peaceful, but it's not going to stop the Predacons from doing harm to the world. I I would have liked it more if this had taken a few episodes. Like he decided to fuck off and go and grieve, and then like you know a few episodes down the road, like something happens that ends up. Yeah. Something happens that, yeah, that makes him come back. And And then the the lesson would have been greater too, right? Like that you can't ignore. um, Like I had said earlier, like all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do, to do nothing. Yeah. And so I think the message would have hit harder if it was like you said, over, Maybe like one or two or three episodes or something. Because he has like effed off for like two, three episodes at a time before. So, yeah. So, why not? 
Yeah, but you're right. It does feel like they they tried to wrap it up into one one episode. Yeah, I I, I feel like this would have worked better as a multi episode story arc, as yeah, opposed to like, like just a like a subplot that was kind of uh kind of just present over the course of a few episodes, as opposed of to other episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, of other episodes, as opposed to just being like all neatly wrapped up in 22 minutes. Yeah, I agree. It's it's almost too big of a message to start and finish in one episode. Yeah, yeah. The like like it's it's a moment like it's a big moment for the character and like uh he goes through a fair amount of growth, but it just feels kind of rushed. Yeah. So, and given the context of the episodic nature of the show and the fact the season's coming to a close, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, it would have been nice if there was more room to breathe for for that uh that lesson. So yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's it. That's it, folks. So on that note, uh, we rate episodes on the too much energon scale, which ranges from not enough energon to sufficient energon to too much energon. Basically, from bad, good to great. Uh, on that scale, Cal, what do you rate this episode? <sighs> I At first, when I had watched it earlier today, I was like, man, I, I really love... <laughs> oh, excuse me. I really like it. Um... This might be my favorite episode. And I, I really liked how dumb the Three Stooges were. And they're just there's so much laughing. Like, gee, <laughs> It's like a... I can't tell if I hate hate it or, or like it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, the, them just, like, cackling maniacally and, like, continuously harassing the Maximals this episode is... Yeah, I, I feel like it was the writers trying to add some levity to what is otherwise a pretty serious story. Yeah, some some yin yang going on. Yeah. So whereas you have serious shit like Tigatron grieving because somebody, uh, an animal friend, uh, died, then you have like these idiots like flying around, like screaming the royalty and lighting the forest on fire. <laughs> And then you have sat sassy Optimus and Dinobot <laughs> to round the episode off. <laughs> I, but I really like Tigatron's like arc in this. I'm hmm. I I'm gonna give it a a low end. Too much energon. I feel like okay. there's a lot of a lot of good in it. And I I can't really find any bad, but it it feels a little a little short. Yeah, I, missing, I... it's missing something. Uh, in that case, uh, see the thing is, an episode is not always the sum of its parts, right? But the sum of its parts can make the episode worse. <laughs> so I think one of the the best little parts of the season are moments like with Tigatron in this episode, right? But just because that's one of the best moments 
that we get to see uh, character development doesn't mean the episode that it is in is the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I did get to see a eye laser at like 360. <laughs> I hmm. What what are you giving it? Let me let me let me chew that for for a minute. What do you uh, think? I, I'm giving it a middle of the road, sufficient energon. There was stuff I liked in the episode, but uh, I feel like they leaned a little too far into the comedy. And don't get me wrong, I like the comedy. I thought <laughs> last week's episode, The Low Road, uh, was absolutely hysterical, and that was basically just an episode of Looney Tunes. Um, I can't I, believe. I think, I think we both gave that a higher, <laughs> too much energon. Yeah, that might actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to end up on my list of favorite episodes of the season. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to give this one a high sufficient tenor, John. It has my favorite. It, it really makes me like Tigatron yeah. and everything. But like the the plot of the episode, it, like it just goes back. It doesn't know what it wants to do. Like the Predacons attack. Now they're not. Now they're attacking again. Now they're not. Ooh, now they're attacking Dinobot by himself. It's yeah, it it's like they they planned, they didn't know what to plan around the 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 Tigatron story is great, but they didn't know what to do to fill out the rest of the episode, so they just right. had the three Stooges like shooting everything. Yeah, so on one hand, you have a moment that like legitimately brought a tear to my eye, and then we also have you know sassy Optimus and Dinobot. <laughs> So the episode had a little bit of everything. <laughs> it had a little bit of everything that doesn't necessarily uh, don't necessarily complement one another. And as I was saying, I think this story would have worked a lot better as a as a like multi episode. Yeah, like as a multi episode arc. So it feels kind of rushed. So yeah. sufficient energon for me. Sufficient energon. Yeah. Yeah. So that has been episode 23 of Beast Wars Law of the Jungle. Uh, if you want to support the show uh, and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, give us a five-star rating. Also, if you like the show, uh, uh, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out our website, www.toomuchenergon.ca, where you can find embedded players of every episode of this show thus far. Um, you can also find us on pretty much any podcast uh, distribution platform you can think of, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera, YouTube? et cetera. YouTube, yes. Uh, YouTube, baby. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, to find that, you can either just search for this podcast and it will come up. The name of the channel is Laser Comb Productions. Yeah, where we nope. got uh, two. Sorry, yeah, uh, you were saying Laser Comb, as in like. Yes, like a L Lazor and. Uh, go ahead, yes. spell it. Sorry. <laughs> Lazor, L A Z O R. Um, and then Comb, C O M B. Yeah. And that's uh, that's where we you can find uh, our reboot podcast too yep. on the channel. Yeah, you can find uh, all the main episodes of both of these shows, uh, this show and our reboot podcast, Alphanumeric. Uh, but if you listen to the these shows through the main 
podcast feed, there's all kinds of bonuses like outtakes, uh, preamble audio where we talk about um, some cheat whatever. or bullshit. <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever's on our mind at the time. And we also have some other bonuses like uh, we did a commentary track for the 1986 animated Transformers the movie. I can't believe how well that holds up. Yeah, it. Uh, uh, I've listened to it, and I actually listened to quite a quite a few commentary tracks, and uh, I think we did a good job on that. So I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, I wasn't commenting about how we did. I'm I'm in the movie. Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid to listen to it. I, I don't know. If, no, I'm I'm sure we did fine. But no, the, took, the movie yeah. itself is. Anyone listening hasn't seen like the Transformers movie? Holy shit! <laughs> like regardless if you watch it alongside our our commentary because we do like christopher said live commentary it's 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 good like it's it's actually good and i'm not even a huge i say as i'm doing a beast wars podcast i'm not even a huge transformers like fan like i would say i'm at a four or a three on this the fan scale and christopher's like a seven like christopher's got a like a bunch of beast wars toys and stuff Right, like he's got real like DVDs and like VHS of like Beast Wars. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite uh, kids show of all time. So, mm-hmm. and I, I'm starting to see what starting to see why. And apparently, and, it just gets super hype after this. So I'm excited. And you're gonna see really see why next week because we are going to be back next week with a maximal sized episode. Uh, it's going to be probably be the biggest and longest episode we've recorded thus far because oh. we are covering uh, episodes 24, 25, and 26 before the storm and other voices. Oh, we're going to do all two. three. All three. Oh, it we're doing a, all three. We're doing you feel all like three. They're, they're together, right? Okay, okay, we're doing it. Yeah, so, it yeah. Is, the, for the listeners, all three. Yeah, 24, 25, 26. So that's Before the Storm, Other Voices, Part 1 and 2. Okay, got it. Yeah, they are essentially... We're, we're doing that because it is it, it is essentially a three-parter. Um, and I, I was actually reading today, the only reason why it isn't even considered... Like, officially considered a three-parter is just because of production scheduling. Oh, it's literally, okay. the ol- literally the only reason, according to uh, series creator Bob Forward. I'm not going to read the synopsis because I don't remember what what's going to happen as a kid, and it's going to be it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be glorious. It may or may not involve Inferno cackling madly. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's plenty of that. Uh, but anyway, we're uh, running out of time, so we're going to get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Beast Mode! <laughs>